Hello. Hey, what's up, my man? Hey, what's going on, brother? Welcome to the Itchy Ginger. Hey, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely, uh, man. How's the audio? The audio's all right? Audio sounds great, dude. Everything's clear. Awesome. Perfect. Just as long as you're not standing next to a radio or anything, we shouldn't have any feedback issues. No, I'm good. I'm uh I'm in my um I'm in my uh my place of uh everyone has their their uh, comfortable place in their house, you know? So I'm I'm there right now. Yeah, I'm right I'm right there with you, brother. Yeah, so uh yeah, man. Um I'm really excited about this actually. I really appreciate that you started this podcast. I had thought about doing something like this, but you know, uh, with all the distraction of TSW, it's um, it's a little hard to kind of get focused on on actually following through on something like this. It took me uh, it took me two years, man. I mean, I've been I've been thinking about it and talking about it for a long time. I talked to my mom several times, you know, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I really want to do something. I want to do a podcast or a blog. And finally, a buddy of mine was over here, and we were talking, and I mentioned it, and he's like, "That's a great fucking idea, man. Do it." Just but you yeah. gotta just do it, and I'm like, all right, man. Tomorrow's the day. So I I woke up the next day and I just forced myself to get online, and I was like, all right, man, let's do this. Yeah, I and I really appreciate it. Well, I I, I it's not I, I'm not doing it. You know, I just I'm trying to provide a place for everybody to come vent or talk about their stories and get our voices heard, man. Because I think it's super important that people know. That we're all suffering in silence and have been for a long time. I want to put a voice to that. hundred uh, percent, for sure, for sure. And um, from what I've listened to and on all of the the um, your podcast so far, there's there's an obvious re- recurring theme with everybody. You know that we're all going through this difficult thing, and we needed some place where we could vent and and we needed to talk to people who were going through it like we are. You know. Absolutely. And I, th- I think it's going to be super helpful for those people that maybe don't want to join the podcast, but they can sit back and listen just to have that. I know somebody else is going through it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah for sure. That community almost, right? Absolutely. Because I mean, <clears throat> that was the worst thing for me when it first happened is, you know, A, it, I, I think I've been going through it since 2015 unknowingly. Mm-hmm. And then B, when it came down to it, when I finally figured out what it was, I was like, holy shit. And then I figured out that it could take four or five, six years even. And I'm like, I'm over here just doing this by myself. And when I finally found the support group, I was like, holy mm-hmm. shit, there's so many people. It's not just me. That's such a great feeling, you know? Yeah, exactly. For sure. For sure. So how I'm... long is, how long has this journey been for you? Well, um, so 2018, um, I decided to do the whole holistic approach to healing my eczema. You know, the um, I would say to to get rid of um, like any steroids and all that stuff just to stop it. And I thought it was just going to go away like after a month. You know, like oh my skin's going to be fine. Right. Um, at that at that point, I had already been on steroids and and um, I took a bout of like. Uh, methotrexate for about a year oh, in God. 2014 so i i had been dealing with this issue since 2012 uh no 2013 sorry wow um and before that i was per- perfectly fine like i was healthy and i had a little bit of eczema when i was a kid like on my legs you know like uh on your kind of on, on my uh 
behind my knees and that kind of stuff. But it went away. So, you know, most of my teenage years and then into my adulthood, I didn't really deal with any of this. And then by the time I was around 25, I was in college. I was studying music, actually. And and my hands started to get, like, really bad. And so as a guitar player, like, that, like, is absolutely brutal. So I started asking questions and, like, talking to people. And eventually I, people started telling me, you know, to cut out certain foods and all that stuff. So I started doing that. Um, and it just got to a point where I just got desperate. And I went to a doctor and, and asked them to, you know, give me something. And so they eventually gave me, you know, the steroids. And it went away for a time and then it came back. And it came back worse. And so I had to drop out of school. And I hooked up with a doctor here in um, the city of Toronto. And um, he is the guy who said, he didn't even ask. He just told me, like, this is what you got to take. And he, that's when I, I got put on methotrexate for about a year. And um, still get getting injections and that sort of stuff. And, uh, yeah, man, it's it's been ups and downs like crazy um, ever since going through this. And it's it's really taxing on your mind, you know? Oh, God, dude. I... I I can't even put into words. I mean, it's just, it's really so hard to even describe to people the different phases that you go through and the different feelings. And I mean, it's just, it's so hard, man, because it's something, it's, it's unlike anything I've ever experienced. Yeah, exactly. Well, after, after I took methotrexate, I was relatively okay for, for a while. And I, you know, I learned about all the, the side effects and everything. So I decided, you know, talk to my doctor and, and get off of it basically. Cause I was like, I'm not going to, I don't want to deal with kidney failure or cancer and all, all these things that are part of the side effects of methotrexate. So yeah, for sure. Uh, I slowly came off and um, I was okay for, I'd say about a year. And then, you know, eczema comes back, you know, and it comes back in its typical way. You know, the, your joint, my joints, my parts of my hands, um, hardly anything on my face um that started happening a few years after i'd say maybe around 2018 beginning of 2018 um i started getting like a red like really flush face a lot of itchiness yeah and i went to my doctor and my doctor said here's something that's going to help you clear up for a few days and just use steroids in the in the meantime and that's when he started giving me prednisone Oh shit! So, what well, what happened then is like you know you take prednisone and then like two days later you're feeling fantastic, right? Yeah, like you feel yeah. great. Yeah. So then it comes back, and so what do you what did I what did I do as a young guy? I knew the I knew the side effects of prednisone, but I knew that they were like for long term use. So I was thinking, you know, like if I were to take another week of prednisone just to clear up and then clear up my diet, you know, work out these kind of things. Maybe it's going to help, help it go away because all of us go to the doctor expecting a cure, mm-hmm. right? We, we think that, Oh, you know, maybe this round is going to cure me or maybe the next round is going to cure me or, you know, those sort of things. So For sure. I think t- between 2017 and 2018, I probably did about four or five rounds of prednisone. Um, and it was mostly towards the end of 2018 where um, I was working retail at like, um, I was working at Zara, that fashion fashion place, right? So um, I would get, my face would go red and I didn't know what the heck was going on. And 
took prednisone, took a week off of work, came back. By the end of the next week, I was back to the same. And so I went back to the doctor, got another round, you know, took another week off. By that time, I was absolutely devastated. So I just quit. I stopped going to work. <clears throat> and I had, that's the point where I was just like, no, I got to do something about this. This is like, this is too much. So I started really diving into like uh, working out, running, eating healthier, all these sort of things that, you know, we assume are going to be the solution for us. Sure. And, um, and then, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't too bad for a while. Hello. Dude, that, that happened to me the other day with another person. Really? Yeah, it literally, the recording just stopped and just dropped, man. <laughs> oh man. So are we starting all over again? No, 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 no. Go ahead. Start off where you were. <laughs> You're good, brother. Uh, I don't know where I was at that point, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, you were uh, talking about the, the prednisone and it stopped working and uh, you you decided to start running. and, and Yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, so 2018, end of 2018, I went on vacation with my family. So I took, um, I took prednisone in August of 2018 because I figured I'm going to go somewhere and I want to have clear skin. You know how it goes, right? Sure, sure. <laughs> and um, when I came back, that's when I—I uh, I think I was mentioning that I had watched some videos with Rob Stewart, yeah, talking about talking about um, the vegan diet, all these sort of things that you, you should be doing to clear your skin. And I started doing all of that, and I started working out. So, and in the beginning, it started like working. You know, in the beginning, you feel great, and then slowly, um, it started getting worse. Like I started getting some more of my eczema symptoms. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I'm just going through what, you know, a healing crisis, like they say, right? When you're detoxing, you go through the bad, the, the bad symptoms first, right. and then they really go away. So I was like, you know, I was telling people at work, I'm doing this and that to get rid of um, my eczema and, and all this stuff. And everyone was like really excited for me because, you know, it's something that anybody who's dealt with any skin condition knows that it's, it's, it's difficult, right? Oh, absolutely. And, um, and I had met a lot of people at work that you wouldn't think that they also had eczema or psoriasis and all these things. They would later come out and tell me that they're also on medication for it, which is absolutely astronomical, like just how many people I was meeting. Yeah. And, and then over the weeks that I was doing this diet and, and exercise, um, my skin wasn't getting any better. It was It was actually getting worse every morning I'd wake up and you know I'd take a shower to get ready to go to work and that's the only way that I was ever going to leave my house I had to shower because my skin was so dry right and cracking and I just remember one day where I was at work and I really just wanted to hide from people so I'd go onto one of the work computers and and get some work done and um I was working at um just so I can mention, I was working at a Ikea. Okay. So, so, you know, I'm like talking to people all day. Right, for sure. So uh, I was trying to hide away as much as possible so that, you know, I could get some work done and not have to face anybody because what I was dealing with, I was like, you know, in my head, this is temporary. I'll, I'll get rid of it in a month or so. But it wasn't going away. And then one of my coworkers came up to me and she said, hey, are you – are you doing all right? She's like, you know, I've never seen you like this. And 
I was like, no, you know, I'm not doing all right. Like this is, <laughs> this is a, uh, it's pretty rough, but um, I explained like what I was doing and that I, I really believed that what I was doing was going to get me through. And everyone was very supportive. Like even to this day, I, I no longer work there obviously, but um, they, um, they message me all the time. They're very supportive of the fact that I'm going through something like this. Um, but then um, through all the, the videos and everything I was watching on YouTube, I was, I was seeing all these people with eczema and nobody looked like me. Like they all just had, you know, red patches like we normally would have when we just had regular eczema or whatever. Right. Until I watched this one guy, um, his name was Tom Hess. And he was working with this other guy that was doing the whole vegan diet sort of thing. And he mentioned the word topical steroid withdrawal. And when he showed pictures of himself in withdrawal, he had these patches on his face that were dry and crusty. And I was like, that's what I have. Like, what is that? Like, how come he's the only person I've seen like this? And then I started researching it and I found the Facebook group. And that just like changed my entire change. Like that just like changed everything. Yeah. Where I saw that people, everybody was suffering through the same thing. And everyone's, everyone in the group was saying, I've never seen this before, you know, until I came to this group. And now I know what I have. And from that point on, that would have been into 2019. So that would have been like January 2019. That's when I said, okay, I'm going through topical steroid withdrawal and I'm ready for it. I'm ready to do this, whatever it takes. Uh, shortly after, you know, I was still going to work. I'd go to work. I'd have um, paper towels in my pockets just so I can dab my face from all the oozing. Right. Um, it was embarrassing because I'm at a computer station helping people design their kitchens and they're looking at my hands and they're looking at my face like, what's going on with this guy? And I maybe had two customers ask me what was wrong. And to be completely honest with you, it's such a relief to just have somebody come out and ask you, Hey, what's going on? Like what's going on with your skin? Like, do you have ex eczema? Is it psoriasis? And I was never embarrassed. I would just be like, Hey, look, this is what I'm going through. And I really appreciate you asking if I'm doing all right. Cause like, you know, most people, the, the looks and the leering kind of, it makes you really self-conscious. Right. Oh yeah. And I did have one gentleman who like really touched my heart. He said, you know what? Uh, he, he, he pulled me over to one section of the, of the store and he said, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray that God heals you and oh, it's going to take, take his time. And he prayed for me, um, you know, and I, I appreciated it so much. I hugged him and I said, you know, like that means so much because that shows that people have compassion and people want to see the best for you. Right. Sure. And that, that was a beautiful moment. Uh, shortly after that though, I, I, I will never forget it. It was Valentine's Day, 2019. I had a shift at work and I, you know, it was a crappy day. We had a snowstorm that week. I was in the Ikea parking lot. I was already late for work. So I called in and I said, I'm late for work because of the snow. And once I got there, I was in the parking lot. I did my usual check. I checked my mirror to look at my face. And, uh, both sides of my, both of my cheeks were crusty and bleeding. And it was just, 
absolutely devastating. And I just sat there and I, I cried. I remember just crying and I called into work and I said, yeah, I'm not, I'm in the parking lot, but I'm not coming inside. <laughs> um, <laughs> I went, I went straight home. I called my manager and um, I took a leave of absence, you know, a medical leave. And uh, I started, you know, planning things out. And that was the beginning of my first, my first big, uh, I don't know, I don't know if I would call it a flare, but you know, that, that first uh, round of hell that we all go through. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was absolutely brutal, man. Like, my family was watching me go through this and they were just like, what the heck is going on? Like, what are you? Like, they didn't understand at all. Like, I would wake up from the oozing and my eyes were completely crusted over. And I would only wash my eyes so I could leave the crust to, like, dry up mm-hmm. and then slowly pick it off, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of people told me, you know, get out in the sunlight. Well, it's hard to do that when it's, you know, it's, it's, it's minus 20 outside. Yeah. <laughs> so like I, I would live in op- an igloo man what are you talking about <laughs> yeah exactly right so i would open my window in my bedroom and just stick my face out and try to get as many rays as i could from the yeah. sun yeah and uh eventually you know like uh, it was around the end of april so it would have been february march and april that i was like really rough end of april it started to clear up and i started to get a lot better and mind you I think around October, yeah, October the previous year, I had already booked a vacation. I had booked this trip that I had in my mind. I'm going to go to Europe. I'm going to go to Spain. I'm going to go to France, maybe Italy. So I had already paid for my flight. I had everything set up. Oh, shit. And, and I was planning this. It was for the month of June. And everyone, at, like all my coworkers, my family, everybody knew about this trip. And come May... You know, I, I ended up going back to work for maybe about two or three weeks. I had I put in my resignation because I said, I'm going on my trip. I was feeling a little better. I still had TSW, but I was feeling okay. And I went on my trip. And it was interesting because I was doing okay, you know? Uh-huh. And that's um, when I went to Spain. I spent some time there. I ended up going to France, too. That's where I met Jenya. Yeah. Yesterday. So I, I put out the call on the, the Facebook group and I said, you know, I'm going to be in France. I'd love to meet somebody. And I ended up meeting them. And to be honest with you, man, like when I first met Jeff, it was like, it was like I had never met this guy or even, even heard his voice, even seen a picture of him, but it was like meeting an old friend. Oh yeah, for sure. Because I saw his face from a distance and I could see he had the red skin and as soon as he came, came close, it was like looking at somebody that's, you know, like we, we both are going through this war together and we're both wearing the same colors. You know, that's how it felt. Like, we're, sure. so I, I immediately hugged him and, you know, we had a time where we spoke. And I think with them, it helped them because it allowed them to kind of see somebody else who's struggling through this and who's actually getting through. And, um, and yeah, man, for me, it was such a relief just to know that you know, that all these people in the Facebook group that, that were real people. Yeah. That we're not, no, it's not just like these, 
you know, avatars that we have on Facebook. Absolutely, man. But, uh, you know, there's flesh and, and bone there and then you know that what you're struggling through, they're also going through and we were able to encourage each other. So that was huge. Uh, near my end of my trip, though, in, in Europe, I started getting some really bad flaking. So I'm halfway around the world and I'm struggling with my skin at that point. So I decided to book something else and I went to um, my family's country, which is Nicaragua in Central America. Because I figured if I'm closer to, you know, the warm weather, closer to the ocean, I'm going to feel great. That's going to be amazing. Uh-huh. So I was there for two months. I went to Nicaragua for two months this summer. And in the beginning, it was fine. You know, I cleared up a bit. Um, eating well. I'm getting out, meeting a lot of new people, spending time near the ocean. And it was great. My family came, my mom and my Mom's husband came down to visit too. They saw me. They're like, oh, you're doing all right. That's amazing. Uh, and then like the last week that I was there, inexplicably, my wrists started to break out. And when that started happening, my hands started to go too. And then I started getting um, oozing on my chest. And from there, it started on my legs and my shoulders and I kid you not, the worst flare in TSW that I ever had was while I was on vacation, thousands of miles away from my home. Right. So this was the loneliest time I'd ever had in my life. Like being at home and being stuck in bed is one thing, but like I was in bed in, a, in, in this apartment thousands of miles away. The airport is, you know, very far away. <laughs> um, and it was just such a desperate moment. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't wait to come back home. And once I came back home, I ended up in bed just as I was earlier that year. And to be completely honest with you, man, this is the worst flare of the whole TSW. And, and I started to really appreciate some of the people in the group a little more because I in my beginning stages were okay. You know, it was maybe like two or three months and I cleared up and then I came back. But this anniversary flare, absolutely brutal. And I'm kind of in that stage right now where I'm still working it out. Yeah. It, it, that's, that's the worst thing about this shit is the ebbs and flows, man. <clears throat> the minute you think you're getting better, you just get smacked in the face with another with another flare, man. And it's you just get to that point where you start thinking, man, can I do this anymore? Can I can I keep going? Is 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 this even worth it? You know, I mean, you get into mm-hmm. these dark places, man. <clears throat> and I've got kind of, you know, I mean, again, we all have similar stories, but I've got something really similar to you because <clears throat> um I was working when this all started Um, full time. I was GM for a restaurant. I was actually in training for Chili's Mm -hmm. and the training was in Wichita, Kansas. And that's about 240 miles West of where I live in Kansas city. So, you know, by car, it's about four and a half, five hours. And so I was working First couple of weeks went fine. I came home every weekend to see my kids. And it was like the third or fourth week I was there. 
my face just started getting really red and I started getting really flush and really hot. And I'd be yeah. working in the restaurant and I just noticed that I just, I was, my chest started burning, man. And I was going to the bathroom and putting Vaseline on like 50 times a shift. And then they started noticing it. And then all of a sudden I'm back in my hotel room and I go to sleep one night and I wake up the next morning and I go to the mirror and my face is literally just nothing but white flaky, nasty ass. I mean, just blood everywhere, oozing, scabbing. And I'm like, this happened overnight. Yeah. It was it was not a very gradual thing. It was very quick. And yeah, my face sure. had started swelling too. So, I mean, I just, I looked... I just looked like a nightmare, man. So I went to work. I, I went and washed my face and got as much of the scabbing off as I could and put a bunch of Vaseline on to where, you know, I looked halfway normal, mm-hmm. just super red. I, I went to the restaurant. And they were like, oh, my God, what happened? What's what's going on? Is it an allergic reaction? And I'm like, no, it's not. I, I, I think that I think I'm getting sick again. I think that I have an infection. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And so um, my area director, actually, I ended up calling her because it started flaring up again. And um, so they they allowed me to go back to my hotel for the night. The next day I woke up and it was two times worse than it was the night before, which was a hundred times worse than it's ever been. Right. So she came to pick me up from my hotel because I almost called 911. And she came to pick me up from my hotel and took me to the emergency room. And in Wichita, it's not a very big city, so it's a very podunk little uh, emergency room. So when I walked in, they looked at me and they were like, we don't know what to do for you. Mm-hmm. You look like a burn victim. And uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know. It's I've been through this before. So they wanted to transfer me back to Kansas City via ambulance. And I was like, man, I can't leave my car here. You know, I'm 250 miles away from home. I've got to get my car home. And uh, so my sister ended up driving from Tulsa, Oklahoma, (laughs) which is another 300 miles, all the way up to get me. So I had to sit there and wait for my sister to get me. And then I had to sit in a car ride for five hours. Oh, yeah. Feeling as awful as I ever had. I could not fucking wait for that car ride to be over, man. Yeah, man. It was the longest car ride <laughs> of my life, dude. And then when I finally got to Kansas City, they checked me into the hospital. And that first hospital stay, that was November of 2017, I was there for 20 days. I had sepsis and almost died. Um, it was it was extremely serious. And since then, I've had 27 hospital visits, sepsis three times, uh, staphylococcus scalded skin once. And multiple staph infections, multiple MRSA infections, multiple MSSA infections, multiple strep infections. It has just been this up and down roller coaster of hell. And I can think back and I've had maybe two or three stretches of maybe like a week where my skin would completely clear up and I looked fantastic. And then, boom, it would hit me. And I was just right back in the gut, you know, and it just, it takes you to places that you've never been before, man, mentally and physically. Um, Not to mention the oral steroids, like you said, um, I, they dosed me so bad with those steroids, brother. 
they had me on 40 milligram tapers. So I would take 40 milligrams, 30 milligrams, 10, 20, 10, five. But that was a week apiece. So, I mean, they had me on month long mm -hmm. prednisone tapers and they would back to back them for me. So I would do a month. I'd come off. I would start to flare real bad again. And they'd put me right back on the prednisone. And it was yeah, just fucking sick cycle of, of prednisone and topical steroids where they were wet wrapping me. I mean, it was just awful, dude. And I kept telling them it's making it worse guys. I, I feel like this is making it worse. And they were like, no, that's not possible. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, this cream, this, this ointment and shit is not meant to be put all over my body. And here they are literally taking five or six tubes at a time and soaking my body in it and then wrapping me in saran wrap. Yeah. And stupid me, instead of telling them to just fly a kite and get out, I let them do it. Because I trust We're, we're so desperate, right? Yeah, desperate is not even a good word for it, dude. I mean, no. suicidal. At yeah. that point in my life, I was suicidal. I didn't think I, I, I knew for a fact, if they let me out of that hospital right then and there, I was going to go home and do something stupid. That's just where I was because the pain, the agony, the loneliness, the just sheer, I mean, dude, I would go five, six days without sleep. And I mean, not 30 minutes. I mean, no sleep. And you hit that third and fourth day, man, you're talking to yourself. I'm pacing around my room and <laughs> yeah, I'm man. I feel like a caged lion, dude. Yeah, I mean, to to be honest with you, like, uh, if 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 we all were to get into the details of everything we were going through, like, we could write books on this, man. Like, each one of us could definitely outline so much. And like, I'll be really honest, I don't I don't think I ever had it as bad as you in your case because I've been hearing your story several times through the podcast now. Yeah, um, I I don't know what I would do in your situation uh, personally, because I know what I've done in my, in what I'm going through now, but if it was anything close to what you've gone through, uh, uh, like with 27 hospital visits, I, I don't know. I'll be really honest with you. Because, <laughs> um, you know, I've had this conversation with um, some family members where, you know, the, the older family members sometimes don't understand. And I, I guess... Uh, I'm Latin American, so we we value sort of the the older people in my family value hard work and pushing yourself through and yeah you know, doing something and I do too, but there's only certain things we can do with TSW like <laughs> absolutely. Some days I'm in bed and I don't do anything and I get up just to eat. I go to the bathroom, whatever it is that I have to do, and then I go back to bed because that's where I'm feeling that I can actually like, that's where I'm feeling the best, where I'm not suffering. Right. And, yeah. And then these conversations come up with, Oh, well, you know, you got to do something about it. And I'm like, like every day I'm doing something. Um, <laughs> like I'm just sitting here, allowing my body to relax and to, to, to have this moment of healing to me, that's me doing something for sure. And you know, with all this steroid stuff, we also have these spurts where, like, I, I would just say, listen, if you had gone through what I'm going through right now, like, I, I don't know what you would do. And I thank God that my my family members aren't the ones going through this, and I'm the one that's going through it. I, I say it to them to their face. I'm like, you know, 
I I don't want you to ever experience anything like this. But at the same time, I, I, I feel like I we need support, even if it's yeah. like the smallest thing. And I'm lucky enough to, uh, I'm living at home, so I'm living with my mom. Yeah. Um, my brother lives here as well with his girlfriend. And, you know, it's a, it's a small house, but we all get along. And it just helps to know that, you know, somebody's there to support you. Oh, yeah. And, that's, and that is huge, dude, because, you know, I mean, I live with my mom as well um, <laughs> and my two kids and my nephew. And <laughs> she lives, I mean, her bedroom's right up the stairs, man. But there was times where I'd be laying in bed, you know, two years ago when the when the shit first hit. And I mean, even up till a year ago. I'd be laying in my room just sobbing, dude, just yeah. sobbing in pain, couldn't roll over, didn't want to think about rolling over, couldn't eat because I couldn't open my mouth wide enough because it was just split open and cracking. And I just, I mean, I couldn't do anything, dude. And I would just pray that she would hear me crying and come down and just hold my hand, you know, just, or just open the door and say, are you okay? Hundred percent. I've been there too, man. For sure. Any, any, any contact whatsoever, be it physical, verbal, whatever, anything feels good when you're going through the thick of the shit. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things with with um, uh, the people living here is my, my brother's girlfriend. She has psoriasis. Oh wow! It's not like I mean, it, I understand her because you know, having a little bit of eczema. A little bit of eczema, like on my scalp or anything like that, is brutal. Doesn't matter the amount. Right. So she understands, and her dad has lupus. So she went, like, she still sees her dad suffering through his skin disease and his skin problems and all these things. So, as as terrible as it is, it's such a, it's so, um, it's therapeutic to have somebody that knows what you're going through. Yes. Yeah. So, so much so, dude. To to have her just, like, be able to tell me, like, because, like, some days, like, you know, we stink some days, you know. Yeah. We, 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 look, we, we look gross, you know, like, there's skin everywhere. And so I, I would apologize. I'm like, look, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, she has a, she has a five-month-old baby. So, like, I try to keep my place tidy and, you know, everything is kind of, like, divided up. And I'm sure. like, look, I'm sorry. Like, you know, this is what's going on she's like no 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 like whatever you need like if you need me to come help you sweep up or anything let me know like i'm i'm there for you and that that's a like a that's amazing like she's definitely one of my best friends at this moment because she's home with the baby and i'm sleep i'm in bed like across Mm -hmm. the hallway so it's nice to just like be able to say hi to somebody and just have a conversation and that person i'm talking to is someone who's seen this before or you know, has empathy for what I'm going through. Right. I've what? lost, mm-hmm. I've lost a lot of friends through this dude, because, and I mean, 20 year long friendships, dude. Right. Uh, several of them. Uh, because, and it's not only, nec- it's not even necessarily on them, but I, I, I withdrew so much from my friends through this process because a, I didn't want to be seen. Mm hmm just by anybody right and b i knew for a fact that they had no idea what i was going through and like to have a conversation with somebody when you feel like that and you're going through something like that man you want to know that they know what you're going through yeah 
and that they have empathy. So I, I got so secluded for so long that, that they just kind of disappeared, man. They didn't come see me in the hospital. And I mean, the shit was all over Facebook, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, my best friend, Kristen Odo, um, she will always be my best friend, no matter what she's, she's come to see me a couple of times, but the rest of them just disappeared, man. I mean, they just, it just wasn't a thing, you know? And I mean, like, here I am like on my 20th hospital visit and I'm there for 24 days and I'm like, one person's come to see me in 24 days. What kind of a fucking piece of shit must have I been? You know, like <laughs> that's yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, well, I mentioned to you, I went to school for music, so I, like I'm a professional musician by trade, right? And so I played in bands for so long, and I I played in a band for five or six years with these guys, like from college. So like, you know, we're we're friends. Like we assume we're friends. I, I guess you know, and um when I first started going through TSW, like I explained to them, like, this is what's going on. And, and I said, you know, there might be some gigs where I can't make it because I'm going through this. And the response was like, just, you know, like get through it, just come on, you know? And I don't blame them because, you know, they don't understand at that point, they didn't understand the severity. So they're just thinking, you know, you're complaining for, you know, itchy skin, whatever. And, (laughs) And I, and I made it through, I think I played like, two gigs when I was going through TSW and like you, ego plays a big part in being a musician. Oh yeah. So, so being on stage, super crusty, dry face <laughs> and like trying to be sexy, if you know what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't, uh, doesn't really translate very well, but you know, at least there were some people who were understanding of like what I was going through. And um, yeah. And I eventually, you know, there just came one gig where I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to do it. And I basically said, I'm out. Like I've been in this band for, you know, five years or so. And we had already gone through so many social issues with, you know, all the heads bumping and, um, you know, issues that you go through when you have five guys on stage. Right. Um, so I just said, you know what, I can't deal with the stress anymore. So I'm just going to step down. And in my head, I'm like, this isn't going to change anything between friends. Cause we've been friends for so long. Like, you know, we've, we've gone, we've gone through so much together. We've gone on vacations together. We've, you know, everything. Um, I have, I have seen them. I actually haven't seen them <laughs> since, uh, since then. Like, wow. none of them. and the only guys who I've been in touch with are, I've, I've had a couple other friends who I've been in touch with and, I had one friend come over a couple of days ago and come see me. And it's, it means so much just to have somebody like come, come and say hi, even, you know, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Just to drop in. I mean, even if it's for five minutes, dude, it's just so nice to know that you haven't been forgotten, I guess, you know, yeah. even a text that just says, Hey man, how's it going? How are you? That's that's all we need. Right. And, and I, I was always that person that, I would be the one texting people and saying, Hey, how's it going? So, you know, I would go visit my friends, like wherever they were, you know, they, we all live in different, in different towns. You know, there's a lot of uh, suburbs around here. So we all live in different towns about 20, 30 minutes away from each other, but we don't, I'd always make time and go say, Hey, let's grab a coffee. Like let's go to a movie or something, you know? Yeah. yeah. And now well, that I'm in, it's not, it's, it's not the same case I suppose for some people. It's it's something I kind of related to, like when I had kids. Um, 
because I had my first kid when I was 29 and I lost a lot of friends, man, because I became so just, I mean, she was everything to me, dude. Like Mm -hmm. I wasn't all about partying anymore. I wasn't wanting to go out, you know? And so people didn't come around just to say hi anymore, dude. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I lost a lot of friends because I had a kid and it's TSW is almost like having a kid all over again, just because it's such a lonely disease, man. It's just such a lonely thing, man. And you, you have so much time to get inside your own head that, you start thinking crazy shit, man. You get so much time to read and do research. And then, like I said, man, there's this never ending thought of when is this going to end? Is it going to end? And even if it does end, am I going to just go right back to having shitty eczema, you know? So I think it's super important to keep a very positive attitude. And I know that that's such a hard thing for people to do. Cause I, I mean, my attitude was shit for the first 16, 17 months. I mean, it was just absolutely terrible. I was just so poor me. This is the worst. I, you know, everybody feels sorry for me. And and they did because it was awful. And they knew that. I mean, the people that cared knew how awful it was. And uh, yeah, for sure, man. Oh, God. I just, it's, I would say with me, the case, if you've mentioned this on the podcast many times, but if it wasn't for the Facebook group, um, I think my outlook would be completely different. I would, I'd probably be on cyclosporin or something right now. If it wasn't yeah. for the group. Yeah. Because, um, uh, in the big, like when I was going through TSW last year and even into this year, like this, this flare that I'm, I'm still in this flare, you know, um, I talked to my family members or I talked to whoever it is that, that I can speak to. And, um, you know, my natural instinct would be like, "Oh, look, you know, look, I'm I'm sick and blah blah." But my my actual outlook on it, I just say, you know what, I'm going to get better. Like tomorrow's going to be a better day. Yeah. Or you know, this isn't going to last long. And I've I don't think I've ever approached anybody with that um, attitude of, you know, feel sorry for me. I'm kind of approaching people with more of a. I'm sorry that you have to see me like this kind of right, attitude. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, look, I'm sorry. You know, I haven't, you know, I'm going through TSW or whatever. And, but it's going to get better and it gets better for everybody. Now yeah, it's just a matter sure. of, it's just a matter of like, how long is it going to take? I don't know, but it's going to get better. That's and how don't I, me, I guess, you know, and for me <clears throat> being in the hospital so much was pretty rough. Yeah, for sure. Every time I went, I was there for at least five days. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if, I mean, I don't know if you've ever been in the hospital, dude. I mean, but when you lay in a hospital room for five days, it feels like a month. I and bet. when you're there for 24 days, you're ready to shoot somebody, you know, because if in the hospital, you don't sleep, they're in there mm-hmm. every four hours checking shit. And then I was at a teaching hospital. So I'm I'm having to explain myself to students and then residents and then their attendings and then the, the you know it's just like and then not to mention I see seven different specialties so I've got infectious disease coming in internal medicine coming in but and and my dermatologist my allergist my my surgeon and it's just like if I see one more doctor today I'm gonna punch somebody you know mm-hmm. but. I just developed this 
this really terrible attitude towards it. And I got so angry for so long because I mean, it just, it just took so much from me so quick, man. And then being in the hospital and being sick and getting the staph infections and fearing death and actually being on my deathbed and having them tell me that they don't know if I'm going to make it through. It's a scary shit. You know, yeah, I have can to blame? face my own mortality. And then I've got two kids that depend on me and all I want to do is get better so I can take care of my children. And so it took me a long time to get that mentality and to get into that mood. But once I did, my healing started, it, it started getting a lot faster and a lot mm-hmm. easier. Yeah. You know, once you get into that mindset, it's, it is mind over matter, dude. And I said it in a couple of podcasts, you know, I forced myself to get up every day and do at least one thing. And then I was able to get up the next day and do two things. And then it was the next day I was out driving around doing shit. And then yeah. I was just kind of back to my regular routine minus the work. And here in the past three weeks, I've been living life, dude. I've been taking care of my kids full bore and, you know, um, things are just getting easier. But um, I'm on antibiotics again because I had another infection, but I'm not in the hospital. And so I pray. I, I thank God for that, you know. Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm starting to enjoy the little things, man, and I'm really starting to enjoy just knowing that there there there's an end to this, and when it's over, man, I'm gonna be so much stronger and so much better for it. And I I think we all need to we all need to realize that we are gonna be able to conquer the world, man. I mm-hmm. just the other thing that really scares me is the things like cyclosporin and methotrexate and the dupixent and it it breaks my heart for people because i know what it's like to want to try anything but those drugs are so dangerous well what's surprising too is um i was offered dupixent uh, by my dermatologist and when he told me how much it costs i was like yeah, oh, yeah. um i was like <laughs> like i mean i I'm in Canada. We don't we don't get uh, med- medical coverage like that. I mean, right. we get we can we can see our doctors, but we're not getting free medication. Right. Um, right. I know a guy that's actually on Dupixent, and he got like an eighty percent subsidy from his workplace because he's a manager, like a general manager at a store or something, right? Right. Right. He's actually like he's he's related to my mom's husband, so. He's actually the guy who got me hooked up with the doctor in Toronto on that I got on methotrexate and everything. But this guy's eczema is brutal. Like I'm saying, like he's lucky he's on he's on Depixit right now, I suppose. But I just remember having the conversation about like if that guy gets off of that stuff, he's gonna like he's gonna suffer through TSW. It's gonna be a long time. So like ugh. For sure. um I have another friend who's when I started going through TSW he's from Montreal. So he's a couple hours away and he came down to see my band and he saw me like, he's like, they saw me in the beginning stages and I explained to him what I was doing. And he looked at me, he was with like, like, in the beginning, he was very hopeful because he's like, Oh, like this sounds good. And then I explained to him kind of the timeline that I was expecting. And I could see his heart just drop. And like, he has really bad eczema too, but he, he told me, he's like, dude, I'm going through like 
tubs of that stuff every day just to get through my day. Oh my god! And because uh, like even even with his skin clear, you know, quote unquote, you could clearly tell that he has eczema. Right. Um, and his wife, like they are, they suffer through the whole thing. And I explained to him, I'm like, look, man, like eventually you're gonna, if you want to get rid of this stuff, like you feel free. This might be your only option. And right, he said, like, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I could take two years off in my life or like three years. To but do eventually, this. eventually, those drugs are gonna stop working for him, just like they did everybody else. Yeah, <clears throat> and you know that's that's the only silver lining I had in taking methotrexate, cyclosporin, dupixent was the fact that I finally felt validated once mm-hmm. they realized they weren't working. Cause then it kind of showed them that this is not just eczema. This kid isn't just going through eczema because otherwise this shit would work. Yeah. But once they realized methotrexate's not doing anything, cyclosporin's not doing anything, dupixent's not doing anything. This can't be eczema. Ding, 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 ding. I've been telling you guys that for two years, but you didn't want to listen, you know? So it was a validation for me in just knowing that it wasn't just eczema and that this is something that it is temporary and I'm going to get through it. And once I, once I got on the Facebook group, I started seeing everybody that was healing and I'm like, okay, man, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I got to I got to get up, get my lymph nodes, my lymphatic system going. I got to get my adrenals fixed. And I started really researching and and kind of figuring out I've got to get on supplements. I've got to I've got to replace the supplements that I'm I'm missing out on and I'm losing and I've got to replace and I've got to just I've got to I've got to take charge of my own life here and stop relying on the doctors to do it for me because they're not going to fix me. I have to fix myself. For sure. Yeah, man. Um, there's actually a couple people uh, on the group that are healed that really stand out. Um, there's actually one, there's specifically one guy who is able to help me in like a huge way. Um, I don't know if you know Santiago. You've uh-uh. seen him. Uh-uh. So he, he's from Argentina um, and he documented his whole journey and he's completely healed now. I have him. I have him as a friend on Facebook, and he's traveling. He's doing a bunch of really cool stuff. So that's inspiring to me because I want to do all those things too. You know, I really yeah. love traveling. But um, the major thing was that my mom and my family, like, we're all they're all Spanish speaking. You know, so it's hard for me to articulate exactly what I'm going through because my first language is English. I was raised right. here in Canada. So for me to say like topical steroid withdrawal in, in Spanish and to do like a full translation was kind of difficult. I'm like, I don't know how to explain this. And then I found Santiago. He has a blog with all his information in Spanish. Oh, wow. And he has some YouTube videos. So I sent that to my family and that was a huge mind, like a huge change in terms of uh, like just the attitude of it all in my household. You know, it was, it was, no longer this question of like, what if you're wrong? Like, what if, you know, what if, what if what you're going through is because you're not taking medication. Right. Um, my mom's husband has a, has a nephew who is in Colombia and he's a dermatologist. And when I started clearing up in April, he was constantly on the phone with his, with his nephew. He wasn't really telling me this, but his nephew was like, wait a minute, his, his skin cleared without taking 
any medication? No, no medication. No pills? No. No creams? Nope. He's like, we've never heard of anything like that. And I quickly showed him all this information, like what's going on. And hopefully he's able to send that off to his, his nephew so that he can see that stuff and help somebody out. Absolutely, man. But it's such a relief just to be able to say like, look, I can't articulate the words in our language, but here's a guy who went through this and right. he was able to do it because, you know, and look at him. He looks great. And I'm also part, a member of the Healing Happens group. And I love going on there because I'm like, it's, 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 it keeps me hopeful, you know? Yeah, absolutely, man. And that's, and that's the one thing that we can't lose sight of, man. We got to keep the hope, dude, because without hope, what do you got? You know, I mean, you got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> one of the things I really wanted to mention that I really wanted to go into this podcast talking about was, you know, I don't know if you're a particularly religious person. Um, I know a lot of us in the group are, and myself, I grew up being religious. I'm not, I don't consider myself uh, a religious person, but um, I grew up in church. You know, I heard, I heard all the stories and there's one story that really uh, it didn't really mean much, I guess, when I was younger, and it means the world to me now, is the story of Job. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Yep. So I recently went back to it, you know, after years of kind of just like not being involved in any biblical reading or anything, and I started reading it again. If you ever get the chance, just just read it. And it, it's, it's interesting to just read his words when he's going through his skin disease. And just remember that we have all said those exact words. Yeah. There was that moment. There was a moment where he he was speaking to his friends, and he says, "Honestly, man, I, I wish I had never been born. Like this wouldn't have happened if I had never been born." And I think we've all gone through that moment where we're like, "What did I do? Like, what did I do to deserve what I'm going through?" Absolutely. And sometimes we didn't do anything to deserve this. Honestly, we didn't. We we this was thrown on us through medication or whatever, but we have to look at ourselves, each sufferer of, of topical steroid withdrawal and know that we're strong enough for this. And that's why we're going through it. Yeah. Like everyone that's in this group, they're posting pictures. They're talking about their circumstances or situation. Like, look how strong we are just to be on a group and talk about this and try to inspire other people and try to inspire ourselves to get through this. Yep. And, the, and I think that every person that posts on there is helping somebody in the long run. Exactly, man. But there's another thing. Like, I think that book in the Bible has 43 chapters or something like that. There's 42 chapters of him complaining <laughs> about his situation. <laughs> you know, there's, there's so many chapters in, like, in which God spoke to him and tells him, look, you're not that important. You know, like, <laughs> you're not the center of the universe. Know that there's like, suffering in the world and that everything happens for a reason and everything is temporary. Everything we yep. go through is just a, is just a moment in your life. And yep. then we finally get a paragraph in the very last chapter that says that he was healed and he ended up being blessed with more than he had before. Yep. And I hold on to that so dearly. I, I say like, it doesn't matter if you're religious or not, just know that what you're going through is, is going to is going to build you up to be a better person to be stronger so that everything we had before we were ever sick 
we'll have even more of it because now we'll know what it's like to not have anything. That's and exactly right. That's how I see it. Like, uh, Josh, I have a son. I have a four-year-old son. And TSW has been very difficult. Like, in the last year, I've missed six months of his life. Yeah. Like, I haven't – there is moments where I'm just stuck in bed and I, and I say, you know, the weekend's coming up. i got to go see my son. And then I just can't. And I, I call his mom and I say, hey, I just can't like right now. And she understands. She understands chronic illnesses and these things. And I thank God for her because she's a great mom, you know? Yeah. And I look at it and I say, you know, like, I've missed some time. But right now, it's probably the best time for me to do this. Because, yeah, for sure. Because when he's older and he needs me, I don't want to be, you know, a, an old man that's hunched over because I'm sick with skin disease, you know? I want to be healthy by the time that he really needs me. And yeah, and I'm still responsible with him, you know, and, and whenever I can, I bring him over. And yeah, you know, the quality time isn't necessarily quality because of what I'm going through. But at least I'm building a relationship with my boy, you know, for sure. It, I, I agree, man. One hundred percent. I've lost a lot of time with my kids, but, you know, been young enough to where they're going to get through this the same way. Mm-hmm. 100%, man. Well, Joseph, I appreciate you coming on tonight, man. It's been really great talking to you, dude. Yeah, man. I appreciate you having me on too, man. For real. This on, man. And, and I, I truly appreciate, appreciate your story very much. Yeah, Josh. Thanks a lot, man. And uh, I wish you all the best of luck. I, you know, I, I'm looking forward to hearing all the other, all the other um, podcasts that you're going to come up with. Absolutely, man. And we'll have to do this again and get some progress reports from you. Huh? Yeah, I'd be down anytime. Just you know, you know how to get in touch with me. Sounds good, sure. brother. Will you take care of yourself, man? And we'll look you forward too, to man. talking to you soon. All right, man. Have a good all one. Right. Bye-bye. Bye bye.